Hi there, I'm Bob Pittman, Chairman and CEO of iHeartMedia. I'm excited to announce a new season of my podcast, Math & Magic, Stories from the Frontiers of Marketing. Our guests this season show us big risk can yield big rewards, like Rob Riley, the creative head of one of the world's leading advertising firms. I try to create environments where anybody can say anything without any judgment. Listen to a brand new season of Math & Magic on our very own iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcast, or wherever you get your podcast. MTV's official Challenge podcast is back for another season. And so are we. I'm Tori Deal. And I'm Anissa Ferreira. The wait is over, guys. All Stars 4 is finally here. And this season takes it to a whole new level. Old school legends, modern power players, and ex-lovers are all competing in Cape Town, South Africa for the prize of $300,000. And we're going to be right here along with you fans covering every episode on the podcast. Listen to MTV's official challenge podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Oh, hi, I'm Rachel Zoe, and my podcast Climbing in Heels is back and better than ever. You might know me from the Rachel Zoe Project or perhaps from my work as a celebrity stylist. And guess what? I'm still just as obsessed with all things fashion, beauty, and business. Climbing in Heels is all about celebrating the stories of extraordinary women, and this season is here to bring you a weekly dose of glamour, inspiration, and fun. Listen to Climbing in Heels every Friday on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Follow the money. That's what I always say. You always follow yeah, the money. Yeah. This is Follow the Money with Mitch Moss and Polly Howard on VSIN. Here we go. Welcome in. It is Follow the Money on VSIN, the sports betting network. Mitch Moss, Polly Howard, live in downtown Las Vegas from the Circa Resort and Casino. Guests that we have coming up. On the show today, Matt Humans in 45 minutes, his early best bets in the Final Four. Glenn Clark in 90 minutes, uh, Ravens pregame radio. He's been on the show before. Uh, we will get it, uh, his thoughts on Lamar Jackson and what happened yesterday. And Tom Habistro on the NBA coming up in the final hour of the program. You know, Paulie, the NFL draft is actually one month from yesterday. So now we're within that window here. And all these teams at the very top, in theory, or some of them anyway, are about to invest a lot of capital and a lot of their future with an unknown commodity. And then you have this 26-year-old former MVP, kind of the unknown uh, landing spot for him if it's not going to be Baltimore. Come out yesterday, he takes to Twitter as John Harbaugh is at the owners' meetings uh, with, I think, every other coach in the NFL but three. And simultaneously, as he's meeting with the media, Lamar Jackson drops this bomb that he request, uh, requested a trade back on March 2nd, and he wants out. And so then Harbaugh had to sit down. We'll play you that audio coming up in a second. Uh, I don't. Is there a scenario at all where Lamar Jackson plays for Baltimore next year? I can't see it. I can't see him ever playing a down for the organization again. He's tired of the disrespect as he sees it. I don't get my fair value. They have no interest in doing it, which he put in the tweet, and a calculated move uh, with all the GMs there. And all the media, right when the head coach is going to sit down, out comes the tweet, and he's got to answer all the questions, and he puts Harbaugh on the hot seat. So uh, Not a coincidence. No, absolutely. But he's just he's, he's had enough. He's sick and tired. And uh, we know the relationship was bad, according to reports. It, you wonder how bad it was now, which he does this to Harbaugh and puts him on front street as he sits down with everybody. So it, it's not, now things are heating up here. I mean, I, I can't imagine he ever plays you. I can't imagine. Oh, I don't. I, at this I point, I'm going to say that's, no. that's a, it's a heavy upset if he plays with Baltimore next yeah, year. Right. I'm not going to say, ne- you know, never say never, but it's the odds are really yeah. against it now for him to play next year. So here, right. again, as he's dropping this tweet, hey, guys, I've wanted to trade since the beginning of March. Here's his head coach at the owners meetings uh, talking to the media. I haven't seen the tweet. It's an ongoing process. Uh, I'm, I'm following it very closely just like everybody else is here, and uh, looking forward to a resolution. I'm excited, thinking about Lamar all the time, thinking about him as our quarterback. We're building our offense around that idea, and uh, I'm just looking forward to getting back to football, and I'm confident that's going to happen. Did it with a smile on his face, too. <laughs> oh, yeah. That thinking about have... him all the time, oh, Mitch. Sure. Sure. Must have felt sure. good. Sure. He requested the trade March 2nd. So what did they do in the meantime? They acquired Nelson Aguilar. Okay, that'll put you over the top, right? So the you're not getting them any weapons. 
and what he's done for the organization, he's uh, he's had enough. So if they, they don't want to play ball, fine. Then let, let's move on. Let him go to a different organization here. Take your draft picks, and you don't have to pay him that money and move on. All right. I am... I find this part of it intriguing, though. So he re- And he's got this weird dude who sells, like, gym equipment on the side. It's been said by money, but the comparisons have been made to Kawhi Leonard with the with the uncle, I guess it was. Okay. Remember back in the day? Yeah, yeah. Right. Very strange here. Yeah, yeah. So he's going around making these phone calls to teams like, hey, man, any interest in Lamar? Because he wants out of Baltimore, and he would like to play for you. And, uh, by the way, Michael Lombardi, not the only person who has now said that Lamar absolutely wants to go to Miami. Others have said that as well. Yes. So Michael was on to that uh, a couple of weeks ago, at least, where he's like, look, we all, it's, it's, he does. That's where he wants to go, his landing spot. Will it happen? Probably not, but that's where Lamar wants to go play. Mm-hmm. And so the, the, the weird thing to me is that teams have now had a chance to sign him to this, to a contract, right? To an offer sheet because the Ravens put that non exclusive deal on him uh, earlier this month. But no team has done that yet. No team has offered him anything. So you could, in theory, already have done this. He could have signed it, and a trade could be in the works. Nah, nothing. Yeah, he can't be traded until he signs the tag. And signs, so that's, uh, the other thing was they were, uh, you know, I want out, uh, sick and tired. According to reports, they were negotiating the last couple of weeks, too. So it just must have been the final straw that they're not even close on what he wants. Uh, you would think Atlanta's a no-brainer in a home run. If it's not Atlanta, to me, it's got to be Indy. And now Washington came out again and said not interested. I can't believe that. What do you that. mean not interested? I cannot believe that. This is this is lunacy uh, what some of these teams and organizations are doing. But, the, you know, the one team that didn't rule them out right away like the other teams did were, were the Colts. So now the fact that Carolina moved up to number one and they're going to take your quarterback, I mean, it, it's, it should work out. should be a better scenario for the Colts anyways. Yeah, I, I, they are, yeah. sorry, sorry, they are seven games under five hundred since 2014 with one playoff win and the last guy to start back-to-back uh openers season openers was luck in 15-16 go get him go get him mercy that seems to me like the ultimate landing spot but for the commanders to automatically draw a line through him again i think is a huge mistake i don't understand that whatsoever and you can actually bet on this at DraftKings now where he's going to end up paulie as you said the falcons no-brainer right well they're the shortest shot in the board they open up plus 250 then the Colts and the Commanders, and then it drops down a little bit to the Titans at plus 750. You have the Jets at 9-1. to one. And this is from Rich Simini, who's covered the team for ESPN for a long time. Joe Douglas, who was asked about Lamar Jackson, says it would be, quote, disingenuous to show interest in Jackson because they have a quarterback plan and want to stick to it. Well, obviously, that's talking about Rodgers, but he won't say his name. <laughs> and then there's this report that the that came out last night, a deal between the Packers and the Jets to swap Aaron Rodgers for two high draft picks. That's kind of in the works right now. That's, that's getting closer. Yep. There's a little bit of a hang up on the Packers right. end. They got to get this done too, because the league has to come out with the schedule. Yep. Let's go. The Packers finally backed off the ask for a number one pick, but uh, yeah, I understand where he's coming from there. I, I would have done it the other way. If I'm the Jets, I would have went all in with Lamar Jackson. He's 26 and uh, L- uh, Rodgers is at the end. I think New England makes a ton of sense. How about that bombshell from Kraft? That, that, uh, well, Meek Mill reached out and said Lamar wants to play for the Patriots. Mm-hmm. Kraft says it's up to Belichick. Sure. I mean, come on. Then he puts him on front street. <laughs> yes, he does. Okay, Bill. Yeah. It's your move. Yeah, that's we right. Don't, we don't get him. That's then right. Fans can point to you, not That's me. right. That's Bill's decision. I mean, I, I think that'd be, that'd be a monster move for the Patriots. I think that's, again, Colts make a lot of sense. To me, if the Jets are just going to be committed to Rodgers, fine, rule them out. The Patriots huh? have got to be number two on the list. Yeah. Behind the Colts, in my opinion. I don't know what Atlanta's doing. But, I mean, what, I, Desmond Ritter? Are you kidding me? You can, you can win that division. <laughs> yes, you can. It's up yes, for grabs. Yes, you can. Absolutely. I mean, look look at the win totals that came out yesterday, and we'll get into yep. this a little bit here, but also in the next hour. Like, the Buccaneers have the biggest drop from last year in a win total. They dropped five full wins. The Ravens, for what it's worth, they opened up eight and a half over minus 150. That has dropped to uh, minus 120 on the over. I mean, this team, without Lamar Jackson, they're still a good, that's still a good team and a very good organization overall. They're not a championship-worthy team, though. And winning nine games, I think, is uh, a question mark if they don't have Lamar Jackson yep. for a full year. Yeah. You know, it's kind of like Brady at the end of New England and Rodgers with the Packers. God forbid you give the guy help. And actually some weapons to throw to, right? Yeah. And, he, and he's still put. So he's proven he can win 12 games a year with an above-average defense 
even a, you know top 10 defense and then no no weapons or at least you know a good tight end and that's it yeah. and a strong running game so if you're like let's use the coats as an example here though and they sign him to the to the te- to the offer sheet right and then they have to give up two first round picks that's is that the four this year no, you don't have to do that. You can you can, you can balance yes. out later on. Well, it's like Lombardi has said though too. That doesn't have to be the deal. I mean, if you give up the four, that might just be it. With something else, uh, would you give up the four and that's it for Lamar Jackson? Absolutely. I'd rather hundred percent. I would rather do that than let's say you're not going to get Stroud or yeah. Young. I'd rather give up the four for Lamar Jackson yeah. than uh, we'll take our chances with Anthony Richardson or Will Levis. It's, it's a no-brainer. Yeah. Oh, it's a risk if you give that guy that type of guaranteed money. He's won an MVP. He's one of the best quarterbacks in the league. Well, but, I don't but, know what these guys but, are going to do. Richardson? No, Paul. There's no on. risk. Stroud, there, there, Young? There's no risk with first-round picks. They all hit. They're, these teams are always right. They get all the first-round quarterbacks correct. There's never a bust right, in the sure. first round. Well, look at this. Look at the past year. Purdy, Mr. Irrelevant, was the best quarterback on the roster. Yeah. And the guy who they moved up to take top five like, couldn't uh, play. Uh, I, again, this is something I wish we could bet on. Let's say for a second here that all four of these quarterbacks go in the top ten. First round for sure, right? And we won't even throw in Hinton Hooker. But of the four that are going to go, Young, Stroud, Levis, Richardson, can we bet on how many guys are actually going to have good careers or be worth the pick? I don't know how that would actually work with the fine print. I'll put the number at one and a half. Yep. And I, I would heavy yep. put heavy juice on the under. Yep. And how many guys will pan out and be really good in, in the league. I'll tell you, if Belichick was a normal guy, also you would think the whispers and the talk would get to him as well about who meant more to the organization, Brady or Belichick. What's easy? Oh, we got a we got a, t- a tweet coming up. He's just going to say, "Well, look at them. Look at my history and track record." Yeah. I mean, Kraft said it a couple last years. Like, we got to win a playoff game here. It's been a, for us. It's a long drought. They are a middling team right now. Yeah, that's the worst team in the division. Yeah, yep. And a team that's going to be picking. Um, you know, they're probably going to be a seven, maybe eight win team perennially. That means you're not going to have a great draft pick, and you're not going to be in the playoff mix as well. No. Like in the NBA, we always said there's nothing worse. Um, yeah. If you get Lamar Jackson, you're a player. Yeah, you, you, Mac regressed. How much was it coaching? That yeah. remains to be seen. But we do know there were guys in the locker room that were split on Zappy and Mac Jones as well. So that's interesting going in this upcoming season. Great house specials up at Bet Rivers. Longest winning streak this year in Major League Baseball, 13 and a half over plus 160. And also, will there be a goal in the first 10 tonight in the Vegas uh, Edmonton game? Uh, that's been, that's up there as well for a house special. And you can win up to 10000 in bonus money by playing their squares. Restrictions on qualifying wagers, bonuses, and credit use. Full terms and conditions available. BetRiversSquares.com. Up next, we'll recap last night's betting action in win some, lose some. And an NBA MVP voter publicly said Joel Embiid ducked Nikola Jokic last night. We'll tell you who that was and why he said it coming up here. And follow the money. It's VSIN, the sports betting network. The Big Take from Bloomberg News brings you what's shaping the world's economies with the smartest and best-informed business reporters around the world. Western nations like the U.S. and Europe. Mexico will likely have its first female president. And then you have China. And help you understand what's happening, what it means, and why it matters. He'll get his yo-yos to Europe in time. But the longer this drags on, the more worry he's getting. They knew that they needed to do this as fast as they possibly could to get a drug on the market as fast as they could. I'm David Gura. I'm Sarah Holder. I'm Saleh Mosin. We cover the stories behind what's moving money and markets. Basically, everyone was expecting, if not a calamity, certainly a recession. But the problem is that that paperwork, as our reporting showed, is fake. As someone who's covering the market, I'm often very worried about an imminent collapse. I'm thinking about it quite often. Listen to The Big Take on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Saleya Mosin, and I've covered economic policy for years and reported on how it impacts people across the United States. In 2016, I saw how voters were leaning towards Trump and how so many Americans felt misunderstood by Washington. So I started The Big Take D.C. We dig into how money, politics, and power shape government and the consequences for voters. It's an election year, so... 
there's a lot of focus on the voters that TikTok is reaching. The initial reaction is like, oh, things are looking so resilient. I don't want to be too pessimistic, but I just don't see the political will down in Washington right now to, to change their tune. I think the American electorate has been signaling that it expects a rematch of the 2020 election. These are unprecedented times. With new episodes every Thursday, you can listen to The Big Take DC on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Hi there, I'm Bob Pittman, Chairman and CEO of iHeartMedia. Welcome to Math & Magic, Stories from the Frontiers of Marketing. This week, I'm talking to the one and only Ryan Seacrest. Love the connection to people. I think at the core, what I get excited about, what gets me up in the morning is connecting with people in an unscripted, unvarnished way. It's getting to to say something to them, hear back from them, know that I'm part of the routine. And I look forward to getting on the air. I look forward to it. In these exciting times, we're looking to the math, the strategy and analytics, and the magic the creative spark more than ever. Listen to Math & Magic on our very own iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Were you a winner last night? Wow, winning. Or was it a rough one? Well, they can't all be winners, can they? Loser! You're a loser! Molly Howard recaps the night in sports betting in win some, lose some. Good night in hockey. The goal in the first 10 continues to cash with some trends and streaks. Colorado 15-3 run and 19-3 at home goal in the first 10. Edmonton, fireworks early against Arizona. They get the win. Uh, That was 1-1 a couple minutes in. They're on a 20-3 run overall goal in the first 10. Arizona 9-1 at home. Anaheim 21-3 at home. All goal in the first 10. There were four games last night where the first period total was 1.5 at some shops. Juiced, I mean, to the gills. Sure, sure. Minus 215, minus 195. Yep. They all got there. Yep. No problem. T-Wolves money line plus 240. Come on. Sacramento could have clinched a playoff spot with a win. They get Minnesota on a back-to-back in no towns, and they lost. How about that for the back-to-back, though, for the Wolves? Very impressive. Big win. Wow. Big win. And the under 244 down to 238. The Mavs from one up to seven. This league... That's embarrassing that they rescinded the T on Luca. I was listening to Brian Windhorst's podcast. He says it. He goes, oh, 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 they're not going to rescind that one, believe me. He cursed at the official, and they and they rescind it. I mean, that that is a Mickey Mouse org. You can't do that. These are important games. Right. I he put I- himself in that position. As Tim McMahon, who covers the team, says, no one complains like that guy. He complains every call, every play to the official. And they take away the T, so allows him to play. Pistons from 16 down to 12 and a half. They get the money against the Bucks. The what kind of an outfit is this Portland team putting on the court every night? Well, there. I mean, it's the white ball. Total tank. Pelicans from eight up to 12. Routed Portland. They're sitting everybody. And the under 230 down to 227. Subscribe. Be part of the team. Veasan.com. Veasan Pro. You always want to see these tweets and videos. Send stuff in. We'll put you on television. Look at this down the street on the strip. How about this hit? This is the Blazing Sevens game. Never played it before, but you have to get uh, seven of diamonds playing blackjack, and the dealer has to have the seven of diamonds. The guy sitting next to the the person who got she got it. They got it's look at you see the progressive five hundred and forty thousand dollars. She has for the blackjack hand with two diamonds that are sevens, and the dealer's got it as well. That's how you have to do it. Unbelievable. That's a major hit down the street. Well done. This was on Twitter again. We played this before, but it's so good. It's an all-time top 10 video on this program. The bear walking down the road, and he notices, what the hell? This cone is knocked over. That doesn't belong there. And he stops and looks, and he picks it up with his mouth. And let me get that. Put that there. Puts it down, and then nudges at the end with the nose. That's where it belongs, and on my way. <laughs> the bear, The bear just out for a walk. And he realizes, who knocked this cone over? That's and not this, right. This looks a little dangerous here. <laughs> Something's amiss. Yes. Right? Dr- right. Ongoing dr- drivers, yep. passers-by, they're going to yep. need to see this cone. Yeah. I love that Let me video. put it up for him. That is so good. The bear just walking down the road. And What's this cone doing here? That's a No, that's not right. Let me pick this up. And then the nudge at the end with the nose as well. This is a great video. How about the dog sitting on the bed watching soccer? Oh, need the volume. Right? Crank that volume up. <laughs> 
They score, and the dog goes round and round and round, spins, barks, and he loves it. Yep. That's a smart dog. He knows. Celebrating the goal. <laughs> I've never seen that before. That's great. The dog knows what's going on. He high fives the television. The he's dog. Got the, he's got the jersey on. Got the jersey on. Keeps spinning around and around 360, and uh, barks and celebrate the goal. That's an that's an awesome video. Boy, we're talking about Belichick. This is yesterday. Mike Reese, ESPN. A question to Belichick: What would you say to fans to be optimistic for what's head what's ahead for the Patriots? The answer: The last 25 years. Also, ask him about the lack of moves. And he goes, well, you know, season starts in September. A lot of time. Oh, okay. Well, I, I would right. say this. I mean, Belichick has the ultimate scoreboard. Yes, he does. Right? Yes. I, I, I mean, the question needs to be asked, though, Bill, what about the next five years? What about the next ten? Yeah, how long are you going to coach? Yeah, do you want, you want to be Greg Popovich? Uh, yeah, and Tom yeah. won a Super Bowl right away when he went to Tampa as well. Good good point. Uh, this is I, I put underwin some, but I got a problem with Dave Tooley. And they got the picture at, oh, they went to Portillo's with, with Lou. Baptize that sucker, Dave, as everyone said. You got to dip that. But that, what, it looks like they got the chocolate cake shake and then the chocolate cake on the side. What these guys, what, a, you got the chicken sandwich. You got the, the, the great fries. The shakes. The sodas. Unbelievable onion rings, great fries, A-plus at Portillo's when we went. Oh, I need to make another wow. one there at some point. Great job. There you go, Tuli. But baptize that sucker. Dip that thing. Come on, Dave. Uh, and one bad beat. Tough push. Several people sent it in. Thank you. I was watching the game. The Islanders, the total was six. The Islanders led the Devils 2-1 to one with four minutes left. They scored, and then two more empty net goals. 5-1 oh. final. Brutal. Some lose some. FTM at VEASAN.com. Always email. We want to hear from you guys and gals. FTM at VEASAN.com. Jessica checking in. I took my kids to Dave & Buster's to watch the San Diego State Creighton game. With six seconds left, the game goes to commercial. The manager put on ESPN. We're running around trying to find a TV with the game on. All 50 TVs were on ESPN. What, what Did I miss anything? How did it finish, she says. Maybe an important part of the game there. He thought the game was over. The, the very, he, he, he shut the game off. The manager at Dave and Buster's. The very end of the San Diego State Creighton game. Yeah. Uh, too bad nothing happened. Yeah. Oh, my God. All right. Well done. Thanks, guys. That is win lose. Okay, let me give you this. Some movement from last night, and this was very predictable after we saw the news that Embiid was not going to play for the 76ers last night. To win the MVP, Joel Embiid was recently minus 250. Looked like uh, he was going to take down the award. Well, now this morning at DraftKings, Embiid is plus 105. Nikola Jokic is plus 110. And the Joker was sensational again last night. Triple-double in the third quarter. Yep. This is from Kendrick Perkins, who has an NBA MVP vote. He tweeted out, Joel Embiid is ducking that smoke. You cannot sit out this game. When it comes to these matchups, I have a vote. I'm going to remember this moment. End of tweet. Now, again. For the most part, I agree. You have to play in that game. Is he ducking him? I don't know. But our, as our guy in Denver, Chad Anders, pointed out, he's played twice in his career in Denver. Been in the league since 2014. you got to play in this game. You, you can't do this. I was going to say, on one side, is that too strong of an opinion to have for one game by Kendrick Perkins? On the other side... I can really appreciate the transparency from a guy who actually has a vote. And I think it's a debate whether or not Kendrick Perkins should have a vote, whatever he does. And I kind of like it that guys who have votes are this open. Yeah. I, I appreciate that from Kendrick. It's a bad look. Everyone wants to see this game. You dominated him in the first meeting. It's close with the MVP. And you don't play. That's an important game for your team. That's uh, to me. You gotta you gotta play in that. If you want the MVP, you gotta play in that game. Mm -hmm. Yeah, you have to. So this is. Uh, I'm actually a little bit surprised on this. We knew it was going to move once he was ruled out last night. You just knew absolutely that we'd have movement here. I'm actually surprised that uh, the Joker's not favored today. I think he's going to win the award. Right, and do the Sixers continue to lose games? And now Denver has turned it around. They just went. That's the other thing. He just beat Milwaukee. And it was a back-to-back, -back, and no one does no one does that at Utah, Denver. It's the toughest 
back to back and road trip in the league. But he just beat Freak and and uh, the Sixers back to back, and he played well. Right. So I think this will continue to change. I think mm-hmm. uh, Joker is going to eventually overtake Embiid here in the odds market, and he's going to win the award. There are two other awards last night. I'll call. I'll call three of them. Yep. Joker wins MVP. Emmanuel quickly was awesome last night. Oh. I, I must point out he's doing a lot of this now as a starter, and not off the yeah. bench for what it's worth. He had forty points. But listening to what people are saying again with votes, they said this last week. It looked like at that time quickly had surpassed Brogdon as sixth man of the year. And I know that uh, Brooke Lopez is still favored this morning against Jaron Jackson. And Lopez had a couple of blocks last night and a steal. This I I do believe that Jaron Jackson is going to win the award. And we'll play you a piece uh-huh. of audio coming up in about five minutes that um, kind of hurt my feelings yesterday when I heard it. Okay, I'll give you another one. Uh, at DraftKings and other places, you can find Mike Brown as low as nine dollars coach of the year. That that's it's it's a, there's no way he's not winning the award. Well, he's that's Mike Mike Brown has it locked up. There there needs to be an investigation if yep. he doesn't win the award. He's got it. I mean, they haven't they haven't made the playoffs in sixteen years, and the guy might be a top three seed. Yep. And how potent they are offensively. So that's that's I thought the same thing watching the Knicks game. There was already the support for quickly, and then he goes out and he's and he does has that performance. Oh sure. And uh, again, New York, the New York uh, market, I think, uh, is a big deal. But also, last week he was favored at some books, and Brogdon was favored at other books. Yeah, and Brogdon was as high as two dollars at some books. It's funny. I listened to the Zach Lowe podcast two and a half weeks ago. Yeah, and they were talking about most improved, and a guest said, "I have a Nick who should be higher up than Jalen Brunson." And Zach Lowe was surprised to hear quickly should be higher up than Brunson. Then when he was talking about six man last week, Zach Lowe said, yeah, he's probably surpassed Malcolm Brogdon. But where'd that come from? Uh, so we will play you that audio and why I think Jaron Jackson is going to win that award. And a question has to be asked regarding one team in action tonight. Are we all sleeping on them? is Follow the Money on VSEN. Get up to Bet Rivers, full menu. Uh, they've added new house specials. I like this one. Boston or Denver to win the NBA title, and the Yankees or Dodgers win the World Series. That's up there, 10 to 1. Uh, it's so many things to bet up there, and these Bet Rivers squares. 10,000 in bonus money. Place a qualifying bet, get a bonus square. Full terms and conditions available. BetRiversSquares.com. So I'll start this off by uh, reminding, just just for the people who might not know, uh, the reason why we're talking about Defensive Player of the Year so often, or we bring it up on this show, I have a ticket on Brooke Lopez, 500-1, to to win that award. Would be Uh, incredible. I think many people out there in the audience have Lopez as well. Yeah. Well, good for you. I mean, that's an all-timer. Well, who gives out a 500-1 to on air? I mean, that's... (laughs) He's turning into a minus-250 favorite with 10 games to play. Yes. I mean, so that's... an all-time call by you if it comes in. So... But it's it's turning out to be a, a sweat, and this we always have this conversation about: Do you hedge? Do you lock in a profit? I mean, this award is down to two players. That's it: mm-hmm. Brooke Lopez and Jaron Jackson. There's, it's not going to be Bam Adebayo. It's not going to be Giannis. No, nobody else is going to win the award. It's down to those two players. That's it. So of course, Paulie, I've been adding more Jaron Jackson by the day. I have to. Yep. Because if I have a five hundred to one ticket that's live to. and turned into a minus two fifty favorite with ten days to play, yeah. What if I lost that ticket? Six figures. Could yeah. I could I sleep with myself at night? Of course I would not be able to. So I've been betting a lot on Jaron Jackson on the other side to make sure I'm going to win money and walk away here at the end of the year. But this is what I tweeted this out last night, and people were thinking it was a reverse jinx. <laughs> um, hopefully it is. It's not why I did it. But And we told you about this in the previous segment, too. Here's a piece of audio that caught my attention. This is uh, at, at the beginning of this audio. It's Tim McMahon, who covers the Mavericks, and then Tim Bontemps is at the back end of this soundbite. And they do the Hoop Collective podcast with Brian Windhorst. And it's awesome. And these two, these three guys together... I love it. It's, it's phenomenal, right? So they started talking uh, uh, in this soundbite about how Lopez was guarding the Joker Saturday night in Denver, and then it turned into a quick conversation about the market, Vegas, and the MVP. Hey, the Joker, though, listen... He went right at he went right at Brooke Lopez. I'm a little surprised that Brooke Lopez is right now. The, I look today, I didn't realize he had been reestablished as the defensive player that your favorite. That actually surprised me. But Joker went right at him and had a Joker type of game. Vegas has no idea what's going on with these 
that with these awards odds. We saw this last year. The final final straw poll came out, and the odds flipped completely around. Like Vegas has yeah. no idea how these voters are going to vote. So that's Tim Bontemps at the end. I believe that's the second consecutive podcast where he has said the same thing. Mm-hmm. Like he brings up Vegas with the numbers; they have no idea. That tells me a guy who, by the way, his straw poll completely influences the MVP market. And so he said this after MB turned into a minus 250 favorite. He said it like in the previous podcast. That tells me that Bon Temps is still probably talking to people who have votes. And he's like, they haven't changed their minds yet. Why, why are people, why, why are the odds flipped? Like that's incorrect. And then for him to say this now, I believe he was saying that about both awards there. When he said, Vegas has no idea. Mm-hmm. The market, the, these markets have no idea. I think that he meant that about what McMahon said about the defensive player of the year. He was agreeing with McMahon when McMahon said he doesn't know how Lopez flipped as the favorite now. And now he added that in the back end like, yeah, Joker absolutely still should be favored to win the MVP. Well, to his point, it's a guessing game. He's right. You don't know how people are going to vote. Right. You're right. All three of them months ago laughed and said it was the most ridiculous thing they've seen when Westbrook was favored to win sixth man of the year. They just said there's just no way that was ever going to happen. Uh, how inefficient he was and, and the horrible shooting percentage. Yeah. And so they would know they have votes and they talk to all these guys. And he, does he mention the straw poll? Sure. So now th- this is the final games now being played like every single night by Lopez and Jackson. The odds are basically turning because Lopez got in foul trouble against Joker. Maybe some of those were questionable early on Saturday night. And he did not, did not and Joker went crazy and the Nuggets blew him on the second half. So I, people will say that was a bad look for Lopez. Well, the following night on Sunday, Jaron Jackson was awesome. He had five blocks and three steals. So these games, the, the odds are moving, and I think that's probably just books adjusting on what is happening on a game-by-game basis, right? Because Lopez had two blocks and one steal last night, and yet he came down a little bit. Mm-hmm. Jaron Jackson is in action tonight. The Grizzlies play the magic. If, if Jaron Jackson has five blocks tonight and a steal or two, I, I don't know. He might be even on money tomorrow. But, but if he has no blocks and he's in foul trouble, Lopez will probably be status quo, or he might move back to $2 over, overnight. Mm-hmm. So it is just a, uh, it's a wild roller coaster basically every single day for me. I can't imagine. And I think Jackson's probably going to win the award. Okay. Well. The, um, there's one team, Paulie, I wanted to point out that's in action tonight. The Cavaliers are laying a point at the Hawks. Wrong team favored? You think Atlanta should be favored? Cleveland's playing well, but they, the last time they went to Atlanta, they got destroyed. Uh, I know Atlanta's been around 500 the whole year, which is incredible. I think it's like 28 games in a row, but they're a game back. There's no drama in the East. I mean, we know who's Washington's out of it. Indiana's waving. The, they didn't play anybody last night. We know Chicago and Toronto will get in the play-in along with Atlanta. We'll just see who's going to be the sixth seed and and the seven between Brooklyn and Miami. And mm-hmm. uh, uh, I'm, I, I, I tell you, I do like the over, though. I'll tell you that. With, well, in any Hawks game. That's right, especially okay. at home. So I'll point this out about Cleveland. This is the team that I asked maybe in, before the break, are we sleeping on this team? They're currently in the 4-5 or five versus the Knicks. Be a hell of a first-round matchup. Get, get, a, get a series price in your head, because I'll tell you what that is coming up in a minute. Yeah. Uh, since February 1st, the Cavaliers are 17-6. and six. They have the second-best record behind the Bucks. They have the fifth-best offensive efficiency. They are tied for the best defensive efficiency in the entire league. They have the best yeah. net rating overall in the sport. They're 30-8 at home overall in the season. I reached out to uh, Jeff Sherman, right on the NBA over at the Westgate. I said, what would your series price be in the opening round before the Cavs and the Knicks? What do you think it would be? Mm, dollar, dollar fifty. He makes Cleveland $2. Ed Sammons, who's also over at the Westgate, makes Cleveland $3. Whoa! Knicks are good. I think three dollars is a bit. Oh, Knicks are that, tough. That, that's a strong price. Yeah, I think Cleveland will win the series, but that, so that, do I. that's that's yeah. The Knicks are good. Yeah. Uh, the other thing is, I have them eighty to one to win the conference because my guy Mitchell. You know, I've been a big Mitchell fan. Mm-hmm. Um, I'd rather if they were in if they were the sick, you know, in the, the two, three, or the. I'd, Boston's vulnerable. Philly is vulnerable. Can Cleveland then beat Milwaukee? That's in the, the that, second round. That's the million-dollar question. A, that's a tough matchup. But Cleveland plays defense. Mitchell's a beast. and go off at any time. It's a great story. They make the playoffs uh, first time without LeBron, going back a long time. So 
but that'd be a hell of a first-round matchup. Oh, I mean, Cavaliers-Knicks first round if the Knicks are at full strength. Yeah. That's must-watch TV every single game. But I I can't. I mean, there's so many teams. Like, I I can't get a read on Atlanta. They're so inconsistent. Same with Miami. Did you see that performance against the Nets at home? They got outscored. I look up, it's like 22-2 to in the third quarter. I can't stand this team. I can't get a read on Miami either. So they have the same record as Brooklyn. So, uh, so I do think there'll be a ton of points, though, in this Atlanta-Cleveland game tonight. But okay. I just will point out the last time Cleveland went to Atlanta, it was uh, destruction, utter destruction. So it may, begs the question, what, what, are they getting after it? And then the nightlife in Atlanta, too. I don't mm-hmm. know. I remember the Heat? They took uh, the Celtics to a seven-game series last year in the playoffs, almost won that game. Sure. Which I still can't believe how they even sure, almost went to, to the finals. That. Yeah, almost yeah. did. Yeah. Now, this team, I don't know, I mean... To me, they just have, they're one and done written all over it. The heat in the playoffs. Are the Warriors laying too much? Eight and a half at home against the Pelicans. Pelicans playing well. The schedule's helped out. Yep. Uh, Murphy went off the other night. Uh, as I mentioned, they hit 21 threes and they won again yesterday, but Portland's playing the JV. But Golden State laying eight and a half and they catch them on a back to back. Yeah. Um, I thought the same exact thing. That's a big number, but the Warriors that are home, a uh, completely different team than they are on the road. Yep. And this number actually came down a little bit. Uh, the aforementioned Grizzlies are in action tonight. Opened eight and a half. They're down yeah. to seven against the Magic. Yeah. Again, very early here on the show today. But uh, the the Grizzlies are at home are one of the best teams in the NBA. And a lot of times it's a uh, woodshed yep. game. How about the Thunder, too? Should pick up a win at home against the Hornets. Good job by Von Toll. We're giving out the 10 to 1 to participate in the play-in. Yeah. They are now minus 180 at DraftKings. The Pelicans are $2.00. Clippers, uh, excuse me, Lakers are three dollars. Minnesota's plus one forty. Golden State two to one to uh, par- that, participate in the plan. A really nice win by the Wolves last night. Enormous. I mean, back- Conley's been good. Who's that? Conley. Yeah, I yeah, thought he and, was cooked. And no cat last night. Yes, and a back to back. Wouldn't that be something if the Wolves make a deep run this year? After every single person around the sport, has mocked yeah. and laughed at that team since they made the trade and how big of a disaster it was. Yeah. Now watch they get Cat back in the playoffs. Nobody trusts anybody in the West. And it's like, oh, here's Minnesota. Western Conference Finals. Yeah. That would be something else. They have the talent. They do. I mean, when they're, again... It's, Conference is wide open. Absolutely it is. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. All right, let's follow the money here on VEASAN, the sports betting network. Up next, VEASAN host Matt Eumanns is going to join the program. We will get his early bets for the Final Four up next. His thoughts on tonight's two NIT games. And he's got a couple of uh, bets that he likes this year in Major League Baseball. We'll find out what they are coming up here on VSIN. The Big Take from Bloomberg News brings you what's shaping the world's economies with the smartest and best-informed business reporters around the world. Western nations like the U.S. and Europe. Mexico will likely have its first female president. And then you have China. And help you understand what's happening, what it means, and why it matters. He'll get his yo-yos to Europe in time. But the longer this drags on, the more worry he's getting. They knew that they needed to do this as fast as they possibly could to get a drug on the market as fast as they could. I'm David Gura. I'm Sarah Holder. I'm Saleya Mosin. We cover the stories behind what's moving money and markets. Basically, everyone was expecting, if not a calamity, certainly a recession. But the problem is that that paperwork, as our reporting showed, is fake. As someone who's covering the market, I'm often very worried about an imminent collapse. So I'm thinking about it quite often. Listen to The Big Take on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Saleya Mosin, and I've covered economic policy for years and reported on how it impacts people across the United States. In 2016, I saw how voters were leaning towards Trump and how so many Americans felt misunderstood by Washington. So I started The Big Take D.C., We dig into how money, politics, and power shape government and the consequences for voters. It's an election year, so there's a lot of focus on the voters that TikTok is reaching. The initial reaction is like, oh, things are looking so resilient. I don't want to be too pessimistic, but I just don't see the political will down in Washington right now to to change their tune. 
I think the American electorate has been signaling that it expects a rematch of the 2020 election. These are unprecedented times. With new episodes every Thursday, you can listen to The Big Take DC on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Hi there, I'm Bob Pittman, Chairman and CEO of iHeartMedia. Welcome to Math & Magic, stories from the frontiers of marketing. This week, I'm talking to the one and only Ryan Seacrest. Love the connection to people. I think at the core, what I get excited about, what gets me up in the morning is connecting with people in an unscripted, unvarnished way. It's getting to, to say something to them, hear back from them, know that I'm part of the routine. And I look forward to getting on the air. I look forward to it. In these exciting times, we're looking to the math, the strategy and analytics, and the magic the creative spark more than ever. Listen to Math & Magic on our very own iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. This is Follow the Money on VSEN. Welcome back. Follow the Money here on VSEN. Mitch Moss, Paulie Howard, joined now, as we are every Tuesday at this time, by VSEN host, Matt Humans, Matt, as always, thanks for the time. We appreciate that. Can you still believe that we lost under three and a half wins in the Mountain West Conference somehow? Unfreaking believable. No, I, I cannot. Because if uh, Mitch, if somebody told you before the tournament that three of the Mountain West teams are going to lose their first game, how much would you have bet on that prop? Oh, I would have emptied every single penny I could have possibly gotten down on it. <laughs> right? I mean, how do you not? I mean, their history is going to take one team to beat you. They have to go to the Final Four. They're going to have to go through Alabama and then a combination of maybe like Creighton, Baylor, or, or Arizona. Sign me up every single time. Yeah, that's that's one of the more um, incredible uh, beats I think I've taken, you've taken in uh, quite a while. I've, I've been watching San Diego State basketball up close for 20 years. This is not even one of the top five San Diego State teams I've seen. The Kawhi Leonard team was much better. Right. The twenty the 2020 team with Malachi Flynn that went 30-2 and two when the tournament was canceled, that team was better. Uh, but, hey, give the Aztecs credit at the style they play. They're physical. Uh, they lock you down on defense. That gives them a chance to win every, every game, really, in an ugly uh, style. Yeah. Okay. So then w- when you're looking at these two games that we have coming up on Saturday, do you like anything, or are you going to concentrate on a team to win the whole thing at this point? Well, UConn is um, the obvious uh, pick, I think, the winner right now. Minus 110 is not, not a bad price. I played that at Circa. I bet that last night. And, um, you know, I've heard that UConn's had an easy path to the Final Four. I don't really agree with that. Uh, when you look at the four coaches they had to go through, Rick Pitino, uh, Randy Bennett, Eric Musselman, and Mark Few, those are pretty good teams. And actually, UConn just made it look easy, uh, winning by 24, 15, 23, and 28 points in those games. I, I think UConn is the most complete team on both ends of the floor. Too strong on the front line. Too good defensively, uh, good enough from the three-point line that, you know, Miami's got a shot. But if UConn wins Saturday, UConn's not going to lose next Monday to FAU or San Diego State. So um, my only bet right now is UConn minus 110 to win the title. Okay. Uh, How about the NIT tonight? Two good games. It's all these tournaments have been dominated by Conference USA, and they might uh, uh, go against each other here in the championship how about Wisconsin and North Texas? Any thoughts on the first game? I think it's going to look a lot like Creighton-San Diego State on Sunday. It was a 57-56 game, and I could see this being played in the 50s. I have not bet it yet, but I would only look under in the first half and under in the game. Uh, maybe a little lean to North Texas, but I'm not sure I'm going to play that. Now, Adam Hill of the Las Vegas Review-Journal was on the show with us last night, and he went to practice yesterday for the NIT Final Four. Mm-hmm. He was one of three media members that attended uh, practice for the NIT Final Four. It's not exactly a crush of media. Mm. Uh, But he said what was interesting, I was thinking about playing Utah Valley against UAB. I'm not going to do that. Mark Madsen, who's going to get the Cal job, was not at practice yesterday. He was not there. So I'm not sure what's going on with that, but that's not a good sign that uh, Mad Dog was not at uh, Utah Valley's practice yesterday. That could be... uh, a negative sign, so uh, probably not going to play Utah Valley there because of that. Yeah, well, I, I loved UAB to begin with. The fact of what this power rating is and once how well they played since they got Walker back, and they drubbed Florida Atlantic in one of the three yeah. meetings. Uh, you know, I'm, I'm with you. 
But to, I think his wife has a bun in the oven, uh, by the way, uh, Madsen. And then he takes the Cal job as well. So you have all that going on. And uh, maybe the kids will be down tonight with the news that he's taken the Cal job as well. Uh, any thoughts on the MLB season? Any futures he played now that the season starts Thursday? I did. I played the Padres to win the NL West, plus 120, and uh, Dodgers under 95 and a half wins. And it's always a little bit risky to bet the Dodgers under, especially when they won 111 last year. They were 111 and 51, and won that division by 22 games. But I really think the um, loss of Trey Turner is going to be monstrous for the Dodgers. I watched almost all their games last season. I thought he was MVP of that team. He was the guy who ignited the offense. You also lose Justin Turner. Uh, but I looked at the Dodgers and their record and broke it down last year. They went 40-17 and 17 against the D-backs, Rockies, and Giants. They also went 14-5 and five against the Padres. That's 54-22 mm-hmm. and 22 in the division. They also went 18-0 and 0 combined against the Reds, Cubs, and Angels. Wow. So there is... There's a lot of room for regression there for the Dodgers to go from maybe 111 to 91 wins. Also, you're playing fewer games against division opponents this season. I think it's 14, something like that, instead of 19 mm-hmm. uh, against each division opponent like it was a year ago. So the Dodgers are not going to be, be able to beat up on the worst teams in the division, D-backs, Rockies, Giants, as badly as they did last season. I also think the Padres no longer are going you know, to be intimidated by the Dodgers. Took him out in the playoffs. You've got Soto, Machado, Xander Bogarts, Fernando Tatis when he's there. This is the best lineup on paper. I think the starting pitching is better. The bullpen's better than what the Dodgers have got. If you look at what the Dodgers did in the offseason, they brought in Noah Syndergaard. I'm not sure what he's got left. J.D. Martinez, Jason Hayward. Now, the wild card here is the young players. James Outman, outfielder. Uh, A couple starting pitchers, Bobby Miller. Gavin Stone, if those guys are much better than I think, then maybe I'm a little bit uh, off on this. But I actually like the Dodgers under the win total. I think they're going to win the low 90s and Padres win that division. I looked at Fangraphs uh, tonight, and uh, Fangraphs projects the Dodgers to win 87 games. Uh, Baseball Prospectus has 94. Uh, So I don't think low 90s for the Dodgers is off much in terms of my projection and I like the Padres much better on paper, too. And they also hey, they also have a better man open. So I'm going with the Padres in the West. There's also this, right, with the Dodgers. Gavin Lux out for the season. Um, big injury for that mm-hmm. team. Um, all the departures that you mentioned, uh, they're going to have to bank. And I love Clayton Kershaw. Always have. Um, had a good season last year. They're going to bank on him as one of their studs again in the rotation. I know that it's going to be Urias. And Gonsolin was really good last year. May's coming back. But no Walker Bueller. If they suffer like a major injury somehow, like in that rotation. I I wanted to bet there was a spot, Matt, that had the Dodgers 7-1 to one to miss the playoffs. Hello. But you blink and you miss it, and that, that evaporated, went, went away, so I missed that bet. But I think there's actually a chance. The only problem is six teams make the playoffs, but I, I'm with you on this. I, I don't think this whole thing about the Dodgers winning 100 games again this year, I, I don't think it's going to happen. I don't either, and that's one thing I left out of the analysis what I was thinking about, too. How many? Any starts you're going to get out of Clayton Kershaw uh, before he has a bad, bad back or something like that? Is he going to start more than 20 games? And if you have any more injuries, I'm not sure the Dodgers will overcome that. So it looks great on paper. Hopefully it plays out that way. I do like the Padres in the division. Okay, so a week from uh, today, we'll be talking about your bets to win the Masters. And before that, we have one more event this week. Uh, what do you like this morning in terms of the event mm-hmm. that we have to, to bet on? Well, the Texas Opens this week, mm-hmm. and uh, to tell you the truth, I was getting about ready to handicap that. I haven't got to it yet, so we're going to talk about that on the show tonight with uh, Wes Reynolds. Well, I've got two Masters bets oh, yeah, okay. in pocket. Right. I played um, about 10 days ago. I bet Cameron Young at 50-1, to 1, and uh, Wes Reynolds was talking about the caddy switch for Cameron Young. He, he took uh, Webb Simpson's old caddy, and Webb started to win a lot when he had this caddy, and I think it's going to make a difference for Cameron Young. You've seen him play – some really good golf recently. He's been a runner-up, I think, six times now in 37 starts. The PGA Tour Rookie of the Year last year. He played well in match play. I think he's hot at the right time, talking about current form. Uh, I also, over the weekend, played Sam Burns at 55-1. to 1. Those are both at Circus Sports. Jeff Davis does a great job giving you fair value on some of these players. So I've got Cameron Young at 50, uh, Burns at 55. And I'm going to add a few next week. I'm thinking about... 
Now that their numbers are over 30 to 1, I might take a look at Colin Morikawa, maybe Tony Finau. But uh, Circa's odds board is something you have to keep an, a close eye on because there's going to be some value on some of these players. I don't want to. I really don't want to play any of the favorites. Talk about Rom, Scheffler, um, uh, Rory, uh, right around 10 to 1 or even less. So I'm going to look for a little bit more value. You guys, we're going to have the live players. Some of these guys in the Masters next week, and uh, you know what my name is for the live tour: losers, idiots, and villains. And uh, <laughs> It's going to be the first time that we're going to get to see guys like Sergio, Fat Pat, uh, Brooks Kepka, some of these guys I've really enjoyed not watching for the past three months. We're going to have to watch them next week. Yep, I know. Uh, you can follow him on Twitter. He's at Matt Yemen's 24-7. His show is called VSIN Tonight with Wes Reynolds, 9 p.m. Eastern, 6 p.m. Pacific right here on VSIN. Thanks, Matt. Best of luck this week. Okay, you bet. Thanks. Yep, there you go. Again, UConn minus 110 to win the title. Uh, his one bet that he has so far this weekend in the Final Four. And Padres to win the National League West. Dodgers under 95 and a half wins. Good that's, breakdown on the Dodgers. That's a big win total, man. Wow. For what they went through in the offseason, yeah. that's a lot of games they have to win. And I'm with him. Like, mm. hey, look, it's on paper. Padres are a better team. Up next, NFL win totals are available to bet on at DraftKings. Which teams made the biggest jump from last year? You can probably guess a few of them. What about the other way? I think this is too big of a drop-off. We'll tell you some of these win totals coming up on Follow the Money. It's VSIN, the Sports Betting Network. Hi there. I'm Bob Pittman, Chairman and CEO of iHeartMedia. I'm excited to announce a new season of my podcast, Math & Magic, Stories from the Frontiers of Marketing. Our guests this season show us big risk can yield big rewards, like Rob Riley, the creative head of one of the world's leading advertising firms. I try to create environments where anybody can say anything without any judgment. Listen to a brand new season of Math & Magic on our very own iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcast, or wherever you get your podcasts. MTV's official Challenge podcast is back for another season. And so are we. I'm Tori Deal. And I'm Anissa Ferreira. The wait is over, guys. All Stars 4 is finally here. And this season takes it to a whole new level. Old school legends, modern power players, and ex-lovers are all competing in Cape Town, South Africa for the prize of $300,000. And we're going to be right here along with you fans covering every episode on the podcast. Listen to MTV's official challenge podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. If you want to level up your marketing and business knowledge, look no further than the Marketing School Podcast, hosted by Neil Patel and yours truly, Eric Sue. It is the number one marketing podcast on Apple and number 15 on business in the United States. Now, if you want to listen to interesting conversations with operators that have been there, done that, also with other interesting guests, then listen to Marketing School every weekday on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.